It's time for the End of Conversation Podcast With funny man Damian Lemon And the voice of your choice Ali Muhammad Yeah, you are now in tune to End the Conversation The Podcast My partner Damian Lemon is not in this week So we have a special guest host again Coming back for his second time on a rerun My homie, partner, neighbor, friend And Taylor extraordinaire Entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur With all kind of products My man, Terry Corbett in the building Last time he was here, he talked a lot of trash And damn near insulted me on my own podcast So I don't even know how I invited him back Nigga told me I I wouldn't even be welcoming the Martha's Vineyard But here we are (laughs) Doing the damn thing What's up, Terry? I am doing awesome. <laughs> and beloveds out there do not believe a word he said. You see how he tried to set me up? So now everything that has a that comes out of my mouth has to be extraordinary and I'm far from that. So um thank you for having me. No doubt. I'm, I appreciate you coming through. You know what I'm saying? In the clutch. You're down here in Atlanta. Tell the people what you got going on out here and um you know what you've been up to, man. You've been dropping some amazing things, and I, I'm gonna get into what you've done for me. But um, just set it up for me, so you know I, I could alley oop it. Mm. Well, I've been doing uh, tailoring for about uh, custom tailoring, custom clothing for about thirty to thirty-five years, and um, I was finally forced to really um, take it serious. My wife said to me about a year ago. She says, I am going to leave you if you don't use this God-given gift that he's giving you. And um, so that's when I knew I had to be serious. Well, damn. Leave you? (laughs) Like, nigga, I'm going to leave you if you don't use your gifts? No, but what she was saying was that she would be extraordinarily extraordinarily disappointed uh, with me. And um, she she believed that I I have a gift and that I wasn't utilizing it, that I was, you know, throwing it away, which we see a lot of times in life from – Different people that we may encounter. So, yeah. Before you move on, you know what I'm saying. That was that's a very important statement you just said, right? You know what I'm saying. You said that she would be very disappointed in you if you didn't use your gifts. Now, disappointment is a big thing in relationships. You know what I'm saying. Disappointments could be what I, I like to call a free radical. You know, because you know, like you said, you said leave, but. Disappointment usually leads up to that if you don't if you don't handle it right if you don't treat it right, and um, what a, a free radical is something that's just there all the time, and you don't know when it's gonna flare up, and then it flares up, and then and, you know you you have this illness, but and then it may go back down, but it's still there, so you have to address those types of things like disappointments because they can come back to kick you in your ass, so. In this particular case, which is not often that you hear uh, a story like that where the disappointment comes in blatantly identifying it by you not taking advantage of your God-given gifts. Usually it's always, usually it's, it's associated with expectations and things that they may want. But in this particular case, it's things they may want to see you do with your own talents and okay. a lot of times we can't see that right right um you know i've been with my wife for 32 years now so you know she's seen you know when she met me in 1990 she saw the whole progression um from me um picking up a needle and thread and ended up uh, making suits for some of the most famous artists that pretty much birthed Atlanta, you know, Outkast, Goody Mob, TLC, Usher, you name it. And so she saw that progression and she saw me basically just walk away from it when I left Atlanta. And, um, and I did everything in my, you know, it seems like I did everything in my power to not, um, I guess you could say, I hate to use the word exploit, 
Um, is there another word I can use other than exploit? You know, another word. Exploit, exploit is good. Right, right. Um, exploit my talents. And, you know, one of the things about, you know, in my career, like I've, I've been able to do pretty much everything in fashion. I've done sneakers. I've done furs. I've done leathers. I've done jeans. I've done T-shirts. I've done tailored clothing. I've done ties. I've done... Um, what else is there? My nigga, you did the 1990s tie-up, string-up hat. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? That everybody yeah. was rocking right. from Naughty right. by Nature right. all the way. But that's how I met Rico from Organize. Um, I was... Uh, my first business, I opened up at a swap meet across the street from Greenbrier Mall. And uh, Rico Wade, uh, him and, um, I think it was him and, it may have been Sleepy Brown. Um, I can't remember. It was either him or either Ray Murray, one of his partners. And Rico um, saw that I was making sock hats. And at that particular point in time, I think I was probably one of the only few gentlemen in the whole Atlanta making uh, the, the sock hats that, that tie up with the matching hoodies. Most guys, if you remember back in like the early nine, uh, the early nineties, that was a pretty much in every rap video. Well, I was probably one of the only guys in Atlanta at that time sewing them by hand um, uh, at my business, and so that's how I met Rico. And from there, it kind of mushroomed. He introduced me to the whole organized family. I was able to sit in on all, uh, pretty much all the albums until I left, and then I ended up styling L.A. Reid and working with the whole LaFace Records, and then I matriculated to doing clothing for uh, NFL teams, whether it's, the, you know, the Falcons, the, the, the Cleveland Browns, the Cincinnati Bengals, the San Francisco 49ers, the, the New York Jets. So I've done a lot. And so I guess it was my wife's um, frustration or, or, or ultimatum to say, you're so gifted at this. Why won't you do this? And that's special, man, because a lot of people – Wives tell them the opposite. Like, all right, damn, fuck it. You need to go get yourself a job, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've always had a job, nah, right? I'm talking about like, go get you a day clock, punch the clock. Well, I was always able to, um, outside of punching the clock, I was always able to provide a good life for us. So, um, which makes it even more endearing from where she was coming from. It was. I think there's something special beyond you being my husband of what you do. And um, I'm going to put that batter in your back to go forth. You should appreciate that. I do. No doubt. Greatly. All right. So now everybody know who you are. Yep. You know what I'm saying? We here. This is a conversation. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Two black men talking, shooting the shit. That's what people come here to hear. That's what we do. Talk about, you know, what's happening in the world, what's happening in our world. And you know all that. So, what I would like to to talk about right now is that uh, you know during the pandemic, everything shut down. Niggas is sitting in the house. We in Brooklyn, and um, and I knew what you were doing. You know, what I'm saying you told me that you wanted to cut me up some suits or whatever. And I'm thinking to myself, how I'm how I'm gonna change my life you know people on this part know that i'm always reevaluating where i'm at you know what i'm saying and and taking inventory of where i need to go and so during the pandemic what sparked my imagination was that you know i had been rocking the the wolfy afro and beard for since about 2012 or some shit pandemic came and everybody had a wolfy afro because you know the barbershops <laughs> wasn't open <laughs> right right these let the right. hair grow you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and and some people really took to it and was like oh i fucks with this so i was i looked at that and i was like you know what when i come out of this shit i'm gonna come out clean you know what i'm saying get my shit cut you know i'm gonna come back come out with you know what i'm saying some suits some you know i'm gonna come back with a different look the whole different me and I'm going to go in the opposite direction where most people that was probably dressed up and wearing suits is now kind of casual would let their beard out. You know what I'm saying? Corporate America is kind of accepting of the black man in his natural state because of the George Floyd and the protest and, you know, corporations trying to be on the right side of black. And uh, <laughs> Hold on, hold on there, Mr. Ali. Hold on. I, I think you're going a bit too far. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
Hey, man. You know what it is. Don't act like. <laughs> Everything but, at the Cheesecake Factory, though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, when I decided that, of course, I came to see you. We in the backyard, open air. You you out there making new drinks to for your, your liquor line that you came up with right. in the middle of the pandemic. Right. And um, so we drinking. And you bring in you you busting out the goddamn um what they call the fabrics when you the book of fabrics what oh they, the uh, fabric uh it's just just a um samples uh, uh fabric swatches uh, yeah fabric swatches yeah you bust out the fabric swatches and ask me what I wanted you know I I didn't know you know what I'm saying I left to my own devices I wouldn't know how to put fabrics together colors whatever. So I was like, man, fuck that. You do what you do. I right, shit. Right. Set me up with a starter pack. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so you set me up with a starter pack. And, you know, they came in. They were on ice because everything was still kind of shut down, slowly reopening and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I was down here in the A. And so I, um, I called my homeboy, John Walder, photographer extraordinaire. I was like, yo, I need to do this shoot. And he was like, all right, whenever you want to do it. Right, right. I'm like, all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? I'll give you a date. And then he just called me one day. He was like, can you shoot today? I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I ain't had no haircut. You Fresh. know what I'm saying? My car wasn't wild. You know what I'm saying? Because right. I wanted to put my car in it. Because you right. know what I'm saying? I had right. the, the, the Benz, Merlot. Right. And um, so I was like, fuck it. But what I realized about suits, a suit is similar to a sweatsuit. Cause if you got them and they you got them pressed and they hung up and they ready to go, you can throw that bitch on and ha <laughs> and do it. It's, it's almost easier to put it together than it is, you know. It is. A, a lot of people are, are are very intimidated by a suit, and once you get the the right suit, you'll find out that it's actually easier to dress in a suit than it is in a sweatsuit. And I yeah. know that might I'm, I know that might seem very very difficult, or might seem uh, 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 an, uh, an unreasonable statement. But well, hear me out. Go ahead. No, I was I was saying that it's similar to a sweatsuit because last time I was I know I had the velour sweatsuit era, but in high school I was really about the sweatsuits, fila sweatsuits, had them, and the thing about it was you could pull that joint out. You know what I'm saying? Match it with the sneakers. All you got to do is put a little t-shirt up on it. And now you out here fresh. Right. Because right? that's what it is. Oh, you're in the feel like sweatsuit. I liken the dress suit to the sweatsuit because it's just as easy. Because you get your, your, your white shirt or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like in your standard form, you get your white shirt that you made up for me. Match it with your with your pants and you throw your jacket on, put your Scooby Doo's on, and you out the door, you know. And you gonna look you look official. If you want to dress it up, you go put your tie on. If you want to dress it down, you might change your shirt. But the f- foundation is there, and no matter what you do, when you step out in it, the world receives you dif- differently. At least for me, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. They and. Do. So he called me that Sunday to come do this photo shoot. And I said, fuck it. You know, boom. Grab grab the suit, threw it on, hit the door. You know? And really the shoot was maybe 35 minutes because the sun was about to go down. We fighting fighting the sunset. So boom, jumped out. Bang, bang. Little shot here, little shot there. Boom, it was done. Sent it to me. The shit came out dope. And I posted for the first time. You know what I'm saying? I, I you know I had it on ice for a couple of weeks. And then I posted it when I felt like it was the right day. And my whole life changed. You know what I'm saying? Not in the way of like, oh, shit, you fly. It's just business people, people I might have been trying to bust through the wall with and get to the other side with. They took me seriously or they they looked at me differently you know what i'm saying they considered me for opportunities that weren't i wasn't considered for before i'm i ended up at different kinds of tables than i was the day before right you know what i'm saying right. i mean Agreed. immediately put Agreed. shit up 
immediately. But do you remember what I? Do you remember when I first asked you? What? When you talked? When you when you said you wanted me to measure you up? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You remember when I said that? Are you ready for this? Mm. That people are gonna look at you different and treat you different, treat you differently. That that when you walk into a restaurant, it's gonna be sir, and that they are in the back of their mind. They're like, did I forget a reservation? Because the gentleman that's in here, he looks like he's very important. Mm. And so that changes. It, it, it changes when you, when, you, when you wear a suit and you're in the airport. It changes when you uh, go to a business meeting. It changes when you're booking a hotel or when you're renting a car. Mm-hmm. It completely changes everything. Yeah. Right? That. And I'm not talking about on some, you know, let, let, let me just speak a little hood for a minute. Right? Right. I'm not right. talking That's about no bougie shit. I'm saying when it's done right, when it's done right, you know when it's done right. And when a gentleman or a lady walks in the room, you know that they're cut from a different cloth. And so there you check yourself. Uh, I wouldn't say check, my, check yourself, but I would say that you, uh, uh, you take a look at that moment and you say, or that, or, or that individual, and you say, wow, like, I don't see that that often, not done that well. Right. So, Especially not from a, a black dude with a beard. And a nappy head You know what I'm talking about Right (laughs) Right Absolutely Absolutely So So yeah It 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 changed my life For real Off of that one picture You know what I'm saying Now you gotta do the work Now you gotta follow through Now you gotta do all the shit But The phone was ringing differently You know what I'm saying And In that In that In that phone is ringing differently And people's like Yo I need them to be a part of blah, 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 Bing Bing, and you're like, damn, what the fuck is? You gotta go call your lawyer to get some, you know, what I'm saying some clarification on what even the fuck is going on. So you end up in different spaces, and you end up with different consideration. Yeah, the, the restaurant stuff, all that stuff was that shit happens mm-hmm. too. You know what I'm saying? You 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 pull up, you know what I'm saying? I pull up in Merlot and Merlot clean. And they, you in the suit, they like, what, what, what? You know what I'm saying? That velvet rope is just, Agreed. that shit ain't even there no more. No, it's not there anymore. You know what I'm saying? They not even like, oh, nah, he, who that? It's like, okay, sir, what, like you said, what's happening? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, one, I want to thank you for that. You're welcome. Very you know welcome. Two, Very welcome. I just want to, you know, acknowledge the talent and the, the foresight, you know what I'm saying, to be able to put these types of things together for your clients and you know I'm just I'm new to it so you know I'm blown away you know what I mean I'm you know used to having to fight my way through life through, through the society Ali Muhammad can't send my resume you know what I'm saying right. can't get on the plane you know what I'm saying right <laughs> it's like right. it's a whole right. lot and you kind of right. at some point you be like you, you take it as a badge of honor that everybody you know, give you a hard time or reject your way. Mm-hmm. But now, nah, when you see the flip side to it, it's like it don't even have to be that way. It doesn't. It doesn't. And do you? And do you? Do you? Do you pay attention that sometimes that when you're dressed well, that you people apologize to you <laughs> as if it's like. Uh, I'm, you know, you walk into a restaurant. I'm sorry, sir. I didn't. Excuse me. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry, sir. I, I didn't. <laughs> did you have a reservation? Because I, I didn't see anything. Now you just walked into there. Now imagine walking in with a pair of sweats and, uh, you know, no. and, and there's nothing wrong with, I don't want people to take this shit from left field. Right. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. Listen, where, whatever you feel most comfortable in. That's your God-given right. Do mm-hmm, you? Mm-hmm. I can only tell you about, right? Like, for example. Damn, that's going to sound real bougie. No, nah, go ahead, man. It's going to sound real bougie. All right, like right? All right. So you got a 1982 Toyota Tercel. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Now, a person can tell you about the interior of a Bugatti. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but until you sit in that bitch, <laughs> then you understand. Right. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? It's just two complete different worlds. Mm-hmm. Right? Not saying you need a, a Bugatti to be important. You don't. 
You know, I don't shit. You, you know, you can catch the bus and it's still be important. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But the point we're saying, the point I'm trying to make is, is that, is is that, unfor- it's unfortunate that the world treats people that carry a certain. You know what? Let me let me stop. Let, Man, let, I don't know why you're holding yourself back. Because last time I got last time I got murdered. So this no, time you didn't get murdered. I, no, you murdered me. No, you dig, no, you no, no. So this not. time I'm trying to I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be nah, as I'm man, trying to be they, as corporate as possible. No, nigga, this ain't a corporate show, man. Listen, I'm trying to be all, as clean as possible. I ain't trying all, to offend nobody. No, it's, you know it's, what I mean. This, we do a whole yeah. lot of that. You know what I'm saying? This is two black men on the porch. This is just uncle talk. This brown liquor talk. This this is free and easy. This ain't yeah. corporate. This is far from it. Okay, all right. I don't okay. even know what okay. corporate is. Okay, all right. Okay, all right. I, you know it's. I just don't want to offend nobody, you know, because who offended, you know, man? I'm, you know, it's who offended, you know, man. Talk your shit. I mean, some, you know, <laughs> guys follow me on my Instagram and 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 and, and, and complain at me because he says, man, all you, man, all, all you do is dress up. Yeah, motherfucker, I sell suits. <laughs> 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 I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, what, what I. Yeah, anyway, I'm, so I'm just trying not. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm trying not to offend anyone. I, I'm, I'm man, you know, I'm trying to find that right balance. You know? Man, the internet yeah. ain't a real place, man. Yeah. So, motherfucker, come on there. You sell suits. You a whole fucking tailor and fucking all this shit, and ask you why you wearing suits all the time. That's a motherfucker that's just out here just trying to say some shit. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something, right? Say and it, now I don't. You're gonna give me about a minute and a half to say this, right? Uninterrupted, right? You on the clock? So here's the thing, right? I'm gonna tell you some. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm just gonna tell you some real. Well, I can curse, right? So yeah, nigga. I'm gonna tell you some real shit, right? Okay. Here's the thing. The world is tribal. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a tribe. The guys, you know, people that went to HBCUs mm-hmm. versus the people that went to Ivy League, right? Mm-hmm. People that went to um, people that uh, uh, let's just talk from a tutorial standpoint, mm-hmm. right? And it's here's what I was telling one of my clients. Now, he's he closes multi-million dollar deals. I ain't talking about. I'm talking about nothing less than a hundred million, mm-hmm. right? And he was trying to ascertain. He had he had to meet he had a very important meeting, and he was saying to me that he wanted a suit made, and so I told him the price on the particular type of suit that he needed to wear to that appointment. Mm-hmm. He thought it was a bit much, and it was. <laughs> it was, but here's the thing: if you're going to close a billion dollar deal. Billions of dollar deal. Why you know what a a cheap looking suit? So let's talk about tribal. Okay. Pretty much every well-to-do person that I deal with, right? My clients, right? Where you summer? That means where you stand the summer. Their house. Mm-hmm. Where you winter? What clubs? What clubs? Associations? Uh, uh, associations are you a part of? Right? Mm-hmm. What boarding school your kids go to? What kind of watch you wear? Are you a paddock guy? Yeah. Most of their friends have paddocks. Mm-hmm. Most of their kids go to the same school. Most of them summer and winter together. Right? Most of them go to the same restaurants. They drink the same scotch. If, if they smoke weed, there's a particular strain of weed. that like, Maybe they like Skittles or maybe they like gumbo. It's all tribal. So I asked so I asked the gentleman. I said, "Listen. I said, "Now, the gentleman that you're meeting, he gets 100 deals a week on his desk." Right? Mhm. Okay. So now, here's the thing. You may be okay with you may think that you have that Brooks Brothers suit. Right? And you got it custom made. And you're like, "Hey man, 
It's an historic brand. Yes, it is. And it's custom made. Yes, it is. But the gentleman that you're going to see, he's wearing Brioni. And that's handmade. So now, here's what you have to ask yourself. When you know the world is tribal, especially if you have the money, if you walk into that meeting with that Brooks Brothers suit and he's wearing Brioni, the first thing on, on, on an unconscious level is, is he a friend of ours? Does he, will he represent me? Listen, a guy that's doing billions of dollar deals, all the brightest minds in the world comes through the door. What you're looking for is something that you and him relate together. The, the greatest gift that anyone that could do when you go to a business meeting is for you to go into their office. You know why? Because you can see their kids. You know if they golf. You know what, what particular type of degree they got. From what school? If they golf, you can say, hey, you know what? I never golfed before, but I love that sport. Can you explain that a little bit, a little bit about it to me? So at the end of the day, what I'm saying is, is that it's tribal. Mm -hmm. And breaking it down to the simplest form, when you dress well, you put yourself into a certain tier of looking like affluence and wealth, and people will treat you differently. Mm -hmm. Did that make any sense? That made all the sense. Now, I want to ask you this. All right, this motherfucker, he chose his Brooks Brothers suits. Absolutely. This motherfucker, he had on his Brioni. Mm -hmm. Now, if a motherfucker wearing Brioni, what do you supposed to wear, you know what I'm saying, to... Be in that tribe. First of all, there's nothing wrong with wearing Brooks Brothers. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that. No, I ain't saying it was nothing wrong. Right. But what are you wearing to to be like? Oh, he's one of ours. You're gonna wear a very well made. If he's wearing Brioni, he's probably wearing a Super 170 cloth. That's their house cloth. Super 170. That's about 6800 dollars. Now you don't have to pay that if you find the right. Uh, the right tailor, he could make it for half the price, mm -hmm. which will probably put you at the same price point as maybe, well, maybe a little bit more than than a uh, Brooks Brothers off the rack, mm -hmm. right? But when he's sitting across the desk from you and he looks at your buttonhole and he looks at the certain sheen of your suit, he can look at the cloth. He knows. Mm -hmm. Do you want to leave that up for <laughs> not debate, but do yeah. you want to leave that up in the air? Right. Right. right, right. For example, and I know all if, if you guys are sneaker guys out there, because I know a lot of you guys are sneaker heads. If somebody's wearing a limited edition pair, uh, uh, a pair, pair of sneaks and you know only a few people got them and you and him have them, I guarantee y'all have a conversation. <laughs> right. I guarantee you have a conversation. Right. You're going to, you're going to give him the head nod. Right. You're gonna you gonna give him a pound. You're gonna be like, yo, dog, yo. <laughs> right? Right. It's the same thing. Now I'm saying, like, now, you do the best you do the best you can with what you have. But if you have the means, then there's no reason not to do it. Right. All right. Shit. Now <clears throat> you've uh you've been You've went from, you know, kind of being in the shadows doing custom clients, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. your client, working your clientele in the background. Mm -hmm. And now I see you. Doing the videos. Huh? Doing the videos, promoting All in the your, videos. your whole name, namesake Dancing. brand. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're not finna <laughs> drag me into this shit. <laughs> My nigga, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, I see you promoting your brand. Yeah, uh -huh. I see you. You you got a line that that you dropped for the summer. Um, that 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 you're promoting. Tell us about you know what what the thought process was and and where you're going with it. Man, um, first of all, thanks for my wife putting a battery in my back. Bird. You know what, man? Real talk. The thought process was I've been I've been influenced 
to do what other people wanted me to do in my sartorial career. What was that? Chasing money, doing jeans and sneakers, you know, doing furs, doing leathers, doing blah, 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 blah. Right? And that's my fault. I hope no one forced me to do that. That's mm -hmm. my accountability. Mm -hmm. But the, the whole process from what I'm doing right now is fuck everybody. I'm doing me. I don't give a fuck if you like it, you don't like it. You can, you can, you know, you can share it, you can like it. You can leave a naked comment. Yeah, I'm going. I'm. I, I specialize in blocking. By the way, <laughs> I look forward to blocking people every day. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I don't care anymore because I realize that the creator made me special, and I wouldn't be who I am if I was doing what everybody else is doing or, or wanted me to do. That's what makes you special. Mm -hmm. So whoever you are, though, you listen to this. Do not listen to people. Mm -hmm. Do what you believe the creator has put you on this planet for. And so this whole collection for me was about being, um, I'm free. I'm fearless. If I want to rock, if I want to rock scars or neckerchiefs, if I want to wear a whole pink suit or pink and yellow and green, I've earned the right to do so. Word. And not just because I put the time in, but because I'm standing in my square now. And that's what it is. So the whole collection is is um, is all uh, top Italian meals, whether it be Laura Pianos, Rudy, uh, Ariston of Napoli, um, E. Thomas, uh, um, you name it, uh, all handmade. Um, it's a ready ready to wear collection. I also do custom, mm -hmm. and uh, it's all made to order one at a time. So when you order something, there's no there's nothing sitting in a, in, a, in a showroom somewhere or sitting in a warehouse. It's actually made one at a time to ensure the highest quality um, uh, of garment. So that's basically what the collection is about. It's just about me expressing myself um, at the highest level, and uh, thank God. I've been featured now in two of the most important um, blogs um, in fashion, um, and that's coming out of uh, that's coming out of uh, uh, Italy and one out of uh, northern part of Europe. Mm -hmm. So I'm, from what I'm being told, I'm, and I'm trying to say this as humbly as possible, <laughs> right? <laughs> what I'm being told is, um, especially by the top people in that tutorial space is that I'm considered one of the best dressed men in the world and I'm humbled by it I'm gonna let that sit there right there sizzle in your spirit a little bit you know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's, a, that's a humble brag <laughs> that's what they're telling me man that's what they're saying that's what they're telling me that's what they're saying you know uh, all, all, the, all, the, all, all the people that I follow and that were my heroes uh, I, actually, I, I wouldn't say hero, but people that I people that I admire their skill, um, and I'm talking about some of the best of the best in the world. I'm not talking about anybody that you guys know. Uh, I'm talking about some of the best Italians, some of the best British. They have inboxed me and said, "I follow you now, Terry. You're influencing the culture. I'm humble, bro. That's what's Greatly. up. That's what's up. All right." On another note, what you watching out here? Watching as far as what? TV, movies, film, Nothing. documentaries. Nothing. YouTube. 99.9% .9 of the time I'm watching YouTube and I'm watching cooking shows. All right. I can tell you how to make a great brisket, how to make a great okay. steak. Okay. I've been making okay. a lot of okay. um, French food. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's, what's French food? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I just made a great steak au pois, which is amazing. It's a steak with a reduction of um, cognac, uh, white wine with shallots, um, with a, uh, a beef broth, and a heavy cream that really is, is extraordinary. I made it for my wife. My wife was like, don't cook me any other kind of steak again other than that. <laughs> and next time you're in New York City, I'm going to make it for you. Nah, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> now, now, you watch that on the YouTube? Yes, yes. When you came over, I was watching YouTube, right? That's yeah, all I did, yeah, watch YouTube. I'm saying. I saw you watching <laughs> shit. I was like, you don't yeah. watch shit. I don't watch shit. Yeah, I, I don't be watching that. Just YouTube. Right. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm intellectually curious. So if there's something that I want to learn how to do, I'll watch a video on YouTube showing me how to do it. 
which is why I started how I started uh, editing my videos. Ah, <laughs> YouTube, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> so during the pandemic, you were doing a lot of cooking. Mm -hmm. You were doing a lot of uh, mixing of cocktails and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Explain your, you know, what you was going through during the time when we were all shut in. Like, a lot of people was chilling. You know what I mean? You made a lot of use of the time. Man, you know what? To be quite honest, yes, I mean, all of us, to a certain extent, were, were a bit concerned about our health, right? Mm -hmm. But to be quite honest, that was probably some of the best year of my life, man. <laughs> Real talk, No man. doubt. I didn't have to deal with nobody. I didn't have to deal with <laughs> deal with my uh, very highly demanding clients. I I deal with a lot of wealthy guys, right. so they're very high, uh, very demanding. And I was able to just sit in my yard, in my backyard, have me a cigar, have scotch every day, and just think about what ifs. And so that's how I got into the uh, the liquor space that I was working on. Mm -hmm. I went to bartender school. I got my bartender license uh, during the pandemic. And um, and then I started. Um, I had a. Wait, I was, wait, wait. Before you go to why bartender school? Because I wanted to. Um, I wanted to learn it from an expert standpoint, mm -hmm. and not saying that they're experts, you know, because there's levels to everything. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to learn the, the real basics of bartending. So I went to bar, bartender school and got my bartender license, and um, and then. Um, because I was watching a lot of YouTube videos and I was looking at a lot of people make cocktails. I was watching bartenders, famous bartenders, mm -hmm. and I was wondering how they did it. And so I was being curious and say, hey, you know what? Maybe this is something that, that, that I should educate myself. And, and I'm hoping within the next year, maybe I can go to a culinary school. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you, you got your bartender shit because you wanted to make these drinks right. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And you know, tell us about the drinks. You know what I mean? Oh. Man. Talk about the drinks, man. Cause okay, I had the greatest the I, I, I had the greatest idea in the world. Okay, it was called a connoisseur cocktails. And if any of Cardi B's people are out there, I had the perfect cocktail. I had a grapefruit basil rosé cocktail. Extraordinary. Everyone that's had it, even Ali had it. He can attest to it. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. The name of the cocktail was called Good Pussy. <laughs> she had just dropped. What was the song? Who? Wop. Wop. It's game over. Game over. Ready to drink cocktail. Glass bottle. Beautiful. Everything's trademarked. Everything done. Everything signed off on. If I call my bottler tomorrow, I can have product within two days. All I needed was her to get down. Right now, we'd be sitting on the billion. No doubt. And, and in the pandemic, you had to understand, you know, everything was shut down but the restaurants and the liquor store. And the restaurants had got pretty much the license to mm -hmm. sell liquor to go. Yeah, look at it go. In Absolutely. New York City. Yeah. And so they were bottling up some of their favorite drinks that they used to serve at the bar, putting it in bottles. But he was so early on it, he was already, you know what I'm saying? I was two years ahead of that. He was he was working on that bitch. <laughs> he was working on that shit yeah. and, and coming up with the concept. And, you know, my favorite part about the whole shit was that we was getting to test that shit all pandemic. Right. Hey, man, I got a new batch. All right, I'm yeah. on the way, nigga. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Your wife, your wife liked the um, oh man, the Some lavender soup. um, ah, oh, what was the one I did with lavender? Oh man, Nigga, you had so many. I mean, we <laughs> yeah, I, like, I, hey, well, I probably made I probably made what fifty to seventy five uh, different cocktails that you had. You, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. It was I was yeah. just trying to you know what I mean. Actually, you just lavender lemon drop. That's what it was. Lavender lemon drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had a lot of good shit, man. <laughs> yeah, and that was that was that was that was insane. And you know he'd be like, "Yeah, man, I'm over here in the backyard grilling up some motherfucking damn time bouts. I got me a new smoker, <laughs> right? And I'm making these drinks, <laughs> right? Like, Say no more, <laughs> nigga. I know. Man, I miss you this summer, man. <laughs> you know, I haven't, I haven't had, I've only had used a smoker once this summer. 
Oh, you tripping. Yeah, only once. I only used the smoker once this summer, bro. <laughs> yeah, you got to, you got to get back yeah, to it. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. summer just started, so... Yeah. You know, yeah. you're only yeah. a couple weeks yeah. in. You, yeah. you, you Once, get back bro. there. Once, bro. You get back there. Yeah. You know, you had the, what you got, the, the green, what's that shit? The, the, the no. smoker. No, the smoker is called, back. it's a backwoods smoker. They use it for competitions. Um, pretty expensive smoker, especially you if they have a little green one. one. Now, I have, now I have the other one. Um, that's not, that's a grill, right? Okay. So, um, that, uh, I forget what company that's for. Mm-hmm. That's just for grilling. Because a smoker is for smoking, grilling is for grilling. Mm-hmm. And so for, if I want to like reverse sear uh, a steak, I'll do it on the on, on the small grill. See how that nigga hit y'all with the reverse sear? We don't even know what a sear <laughs> is. What well, the here's the, the thing. If you went, <laughs> if you go to Ruth Chris or you go to Del Frisco's or blah, 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 for the most part, they're, pro- they're more than likely are doing a reverse sear. And what's that? So a reverse sear is basically... Um, it's basically, for example, you want to take uh, a steak uh, inch and a half to inch and three quarters. You want to put kosher, uh, kosher salt or, or sea salt, cracked black pepper. You want to pat it on both sides. And then what you want to do is you want to um, put a thermometer in it, put it in the oven at about 250 degrees for about 50, about 50 to 55 minutes. It'll get a, it will get an, an internal temperature. Now, that internal temperature is... How you like your meat? So, say for example, most most black folk we like uh, we like medium well, right? But let's talk medium, right? So medium is going to be you want to you probably want to take out about one hundred and thirty five degrees. Your, your 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 thermometer will go off, and the reason I say one thirty five because I know some smart ass out there is listening. Once the steak comes out, it's going to rise for about uh, ten degrees. So it's going to it's going to finish at one forty five. That's medium now. So you cook. So now you got the internal temperature right. Okay, now you take a hot iron, you take a hot iron skillet, and then you uh, put a little of um, a grapeseed oil or, or, or um, grapeseed oil or avocado oil, avocado oil, uh, a high smoke point. You want to get that. You want to get your pan at about four hundred, about four hundred fifty to five hundred degrees, and you want to sear it and char it on both sides. Then you throw in your half stick of butter with your uh, rosemary and your thyme. And your garlic, and then you want to go both sides about three, about two minutes, just because you want to sear both sides. Because the inside is already cooked to the temperature you want. You just want to put a crust on it, and that is called reverse sear. <laughs> and I learned that from YouTube, folks. <laughs> I probably saw at least three hundred and fifty steak videos of how to reverse sear steak. <laughs> And then he went in his backyard and practiced. Right, absolutely. And then he wanted to show off, so he called his neighbors. Like, yeah, nigga, I'm right. sharing a steak around this piece. Come through, you know. Oh, remember I made the uh, the smoked beef ribs for you and Ty. Right. Yeah, we talked about that on the pod. Yeah, that was crazy. I was telling Damien about those beef ribs. Now my cousin, he he a connoisseur of cooking and shit. He sent me a picture one day. Fucked me all the way up. Send me a picture. I just saw a big ass pan of beef ribs. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Yeah, nigga, got them wagyu beef ribs on your ass, nigga." Wow, <laughs> he's like, been a grip. Yeah, he say. Wait a minute, Cleveland. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He, America. He, yeah, he, he, he got a grip. Yeah, because yeah, wagyu. Listen, wagyu. That's like the listen. Yeah. That ain't. That's not even that's not even a Bentley, y'all. That's 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 Bugatti. That's right. that's Bugatti right about that. But yeah. but I've heard of Wagyu steaks and all that. I hasn't ever heard of the rib the ribs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. He sent me my pictures. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I just left Cleveland um <laughs> last weekend. Oh, that's what you should have yeah. at me. You should have at me. Oh man. Yeah, man. yeah. And he was like, them shits was falling off the bones. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you know it's it's not easy to cook a beef rib. You know, I grew up on a beef rib, you know, and a lot of times, <clears throat> you know, people call them brontosaurus ribs and mm-hmm, shit, mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, and a lot of times when you don't do them right, you put them on a regular grill and you do them regular, it's, you can't do it it's tough. No, you, you, know no, you can't. You, no, you, you fight can't. with them. No, you, you, have, you have to do an indirect, uh, uh, indirect smoke. So you want to put your, your charcoals to one side. You want to put a little bit of uh, wood um, wood chips. Uh, not actually, don't use wood chips. Use wood chunks. You can get it from 
Don't use uh, mesquite. Use something like hickory. Use pecan. Use apple. Use peach. Um, and then what you want to do is you want to put your wood chunk on there. You want to put the charcoal to the side. You want to do an indirect. You want to get the temperature around probably about 225 to 250 degrees, and that's going to go for about six hours, six, six, uh, about six to eight hours. And that is how you do beef ribs. Anything mm. other than that, they're going to be tough. Yeah, them shit going to be tough, boy. You be fighting with them. Yeah, no. You said that shit was falling off the bone. Yeah. I was like, damn. Yeah, man. Wagyu, I wish I could have been there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but he says, I've never had Wagyu. He says he says a site. He says a site you can order them bitches from California. I, I, I know it's a site. <laughs> I, I'm not paying that money. <laughs> okay, so so here's the thing, right? So Wagyu steak. Just so you know the price point. Now, I know you know beef ribs. You you imagine how heavy they are. Okay, all right. Now, if you go to any restaurant in any major city. The main ones, right? <laughs> I ain't talking about Des Moines, Iowa, some shit, right? But, right? Shout out to Des Moines. Des Moines might have that beef. Shout they got cows. Shout out, right to, the, shout out to Des Moines, that's right? That's a cattle town. Yeah, right? They had a steakhouse out there. Uh, right, right? So here's the thing, right? An eight-ounce Wagyu is going to cost you, at minimum, about $330. That's eight ounce. Wagyu. Wagyu steak. Strip. $330, and that's without the sides. So already right there, you and wifey, or you and, or you and your lady, or you and your jump off, you and her. All right, let's say you don't do the bottle of wine. Let's see y'all just do ginger ales. Including tip, you already had a grand. <laughs> <laughs> now, he had beef ribs. Okay, you understand what I'm talking about? I'm not paying that. <laughs> I'm good with Prime. Yeah, I, 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 that's, now, that's not the restaurant price. Right, You're not getting the restaurant yeah, price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know Wagyu is very, very expensive. Yeah. yeah. So, now, in, in matter of fact, uh, salt. You know, Salt Bay, the guy yeah. that does this. Uh huh. Salt Bay only does Wagyu, and in New York City, you're looking at about three fifty, about three fifty, three seventy five, without sides. Right. <laughs> For an eight ounce steak. Dang. <laughs> Welcome. Eight ounces is half of a cup, everybody. <laughs> Just so. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. A cup. Uh, what's a cup? Twelve ounces. What's yeah, a cup? You out here doing measurements? No, a cup is no. A cup is eight ounces. That ain't right. even, that's, that's, yeah. that's fluid ounces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah you're right. You're right. You're right. Right. Me. Yeah, it's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. But it's, it's a small steak. Is mm. what he's saying. Very small. So you out here watching the YouTube's? Yeah, shit. I love YouTube, man. This this it's my favorite, man. Um, because everybody else is just lying. What else? Everybody you lying out, outside of cooking. What else you on that doing? Uh man, just trying to think about how I can take over the world, man. That's what you, you want. <laughs> I'm on that? my grind. My wife done put the battery in my back now, so now I think every day, all day long, about how I can how I can be better, how I can how I can design better, how I can offer better customer service. How I can, um, you know, it's funny. I had a very prominent pastor that was here today, and he was at, and he was asking me about my business, and I said my core mission is to make your life easier. Mm -hmm. That's what I think about. And then how you doing that? Trying to understand that, trying to understand what everybody is going through, what each individual customer is going through, and 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 building a wardrobe satorally that meets their lifestyle, so they don't have to say. I bought that very beautiful jacket, and I paid a lot of money for it, and but I have nowhere to wear it. That's the that's the worst that's the worst kind of money you could spend. But ain't no and real, you know, look look at look at what I designed for you. You got you got the most use out of it because it worked for you. Nah, right? I got the most use out of it because I did not give a fuck. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, listen, man, I could I could come back from the office. It's Tuesday, Wednesday night. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Eight o'clock. Mm -hmm. I'm bored. I mean, I'm gotta. I gotta go eat anyway. Right. But I was like, you know what? I'm gonna fuck them up tonight. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw on one of them bitches, put on my shit. Yeah. It's it's already. Yeah. I, ain't, I ain't got no real plans. Right. right. I'm just. I'm just spontaneously yeah. saying, you know what? I'm finna go eat, and I'm gonna go eat like this. Let me ask you a question, because um, you know I. All right. Let me ask you a question. You already said that? 
Do you feel different then when you wearing my suit than when you in a jeans and dress shirt or sweatsuit? Nah, let me tell you what's different, man. See, this is what I do. I like I, I was thinking about this shit the other day. The voice that I hear in my head is the same voice. Sound, you know, like you would think that the older you get, the voice in your head get older. The voice in my head sounds the same as it did when I was young, right? So I feel like I'm just going as me. What's changing is the world's response to me. And that's what I always pay attention to. Because when you're a kid, I grew up, you know what I'm saying? I got dropped off a lot of places, you know what I'm saying? Boom, mm-hmm. sent to, you know, you sent to your grandma house, mm-hmm. sent to Cleveland, mm-hmm. sent to Georgia. Mm-hmm. And you had to, you have to um, find your way. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like nobody helping you make friends, nobody right. helping you figure out. And then, you know, again, a lot of people on this pod know that I grew up with my pops. I didn't grow up with my moms. And so one of the first things you, that happens when you're in that kind of situation, you're out in the world on your own, you had to identify very quickly who's safe for you, who's good for you, who right. You know what I'm saying? Agreed. So, so in that in that way, I've always paid attention to how the world was receiving me at any given point, and so I've 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 had every kind of hairstyle growing up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Except for locks, mm-hmm. I never had them locked because mm-hmm. I couldn't never. I ain't had the patience to let them lock. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always, you know, knew how to put myself together to get a certain kind of reaction, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And but it was never like I want to get like a corporate reaction. I want to get like you know, what I'm saying I don't want to be you know like you no know, perceived as like some businessman in the sense of the classic briefcase mm-hmm. carrying Brooks brother businessman. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to be perceived. As a cool motherfucker that that's interesting enough for you to you know want to understand and try to figure out like what's going on with this dude whether you understood it or not. Mm-hmm. So there'll be people who understand it, mm-hmm. but then there'll be people who'll be like, man, who the fuck is this nigga? You know what I'm saying? Think he is. But all that comes with it, and you know it because you've been doing it. But there was a a cap. You know what I'm saying? I had got to a place where it was a cap. It mm-hmm. was I was at the glass ceiling of what I'm trying to do because the equation changes. When you're young, you could do certain shit certain ways. As you get older, your equation changes because now you're not a you're not young and cool. You know, what right? Saying? You're not as dangerous. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now you becoming, mm-hmm. you know, a grown motherfucker. Right. You Absolutely. Know what I'm yeah, yeah. So, so now your equation changes and the world's reaction to you changes. Now, you know what I'm saying? Poli- police ain't studying your motherfucking ass as much. Right. Funny story, right? <laughs> I was just in um I was just in um I had to visit a client uh two days ago and um great guy too. Uh visit a client and um in Charlotte, uh North Carolina. And um I was there for two nights. So I was there Friday and Saturday night, right? Mm-hmm. So um Friday night, um I don't do much, right? And then so Saturday night, um Someone called me uh, that's from New York that lives in that lives in Charlotte now. He's like, uh, "Yo, T, did I catch you too late?" I'm like, "Nah, man, everything's good." He's like, "What, what you up to?" I said, "I'm, I'm going to go to a park bench and have a cigar." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, "Bro, it's Saturday night." I'm like, "Yeah, I just want some scotch and a cigar, bro. That's what I do. Like, right. that's like, I, I, this ain't for the gram. Like, it's no right. Uh, right? Like, when I as you get older." You just want to do what you want to do, and and for my thing is it's having Ollie in the backyard, and I, and and I throw some on the grill, and we have some drinks, and we chill out, and like I'm the happiest man in the world. I don't have to be you know in a club. And I don't have to be around famous people. I don't have to be around rich people. I don't want none mm-hmm. of that shit. I just right. want to just be with people who I love their company, and we have something in common, and and we can and you know enjoy ourselves, and yeah. So I'm sorry. Right. Go ahead. No, but but again. You know, your equation changes. And at a certain state, at that certain stage, you want the you want the bottom line to that to be, like you said, 
that your life is a little easier. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you also want to be, you want to be respected. You want people to, to you know, you don't want to have to be arguing and bargaining your way right. every step of the way. Right. So Agreed. you want to walk into the world and the world open up for you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I think with the intention of, all right, I'm coming out of this pandemic a better version of myself. I'm coming out of this pandemic to bust through this glass ceiling. Mm-hmm. I want to go in rooms mm-hmm. and I want to be, you know what I'm saying? I want to be able to accomplish the shit I want to accomplish. And I've never been a motherfucker that had to know everybody. I could walk in the room. I don't got to know everybody in the room. I don't got to shake hands with everybody that's important in the room. That ain't even important to me. You know what I'm saying? Because I always knew, just like I said, when you when you out in the world as a kid, a motherless kid down there, you just looking for the people that's right for you. Right, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So as a grown motherfucker that's, you know, fully formed grown person, you walk into a space, all all I care about is I know I'm going right, to meet the right people for me. I ain't got to know all right. these. I don't have to know all these niggas at all. Right. You know what I'm saying? You're like an oak tree. Yeah. Never move. Yeah, it's like Roots. This, Roots, Roots is dug deep, and he gets everything he wants. At that one particular place that he's at, exactly. All the seasons, all the seasons come and go. The weather's change. Well, I, no, ain't, no, I ma- ain't that solid yet. Nah, I, I ain't no, standing one no, spot. No, you that solid. You that solid. You that solid. You that solid. I still want to get around a little bit. Uh, hey, Same drip, different faucet, though. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will yeah. tell you this. I told. I think I told this story on the pod, right? But this this has everything to do with bringing it back to the beginning. What you put together for me. Mm-hmm. It was in Cleveland. All-star game this year. Yeah, you didn't tell me about it. Go ahead. I didn't tell you about it? No. Ah, no, no. oh, man. I'm no. going to tell you about it tonight. <clears throat> so I'm in Cleveland. You know, I got my suits. You know, I, I, I did certain things certain days, but I knew I was going to this big dinner with with uh, with Clutch, with Rich mm-hmm. Paul. Yeah. And so, you know, they would, like, be there at 11. You know what I'm saying? Da, 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 da. So it's the night of the dunk contest. And all that, and so I left the dunk contest early so I could, you know, go put on my suit because mm-hmm. I ain't want to wear my suit to the dunk contest. Right. So dipped out, hit the hotel, did my wardrobe change. And like I said, when you wear a suit, it's easy. It's just right. It's like throwing on your sweatsuit. Mm-hmm. But I had this dilemma because I had two pair of shoes. You know what I'm saying? I had I had a pair of Ferragamos that's more like. Loaf of moccasin loafers, right. mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying Yeah awesome. And then I, before I went to Cleveland I was like You know I need to go get Another pair of shoes mm-hmm. Or more You know Substantial pair of shoes Right And so I went to the store To get the shoes You know I scanned the whole shit You know what I'm saying Okay and I identified the ones I was like Yo those the ones Right there And so You know me I ain't no rich nigga So and I picked the bitches up Looked under the bottom To see mm-hmm. how much they was Mm-hmm. It was like seven fifty, so I was like, "Ooh, all right." Where? At the Ferragamo store. Okay, all right. So I'm right, like, "Cool, all right." That's you know, I was I was expecting it somewhere around that. Boom, all right, boom. She's like, "Yeah, you want them?" I'm like, "Yeah." Took me in the back. Well, you have those shoes for the next twenty years, though. I know. I mean, yeah. I got my first. That's why it's cheaper to dress well than it is exactly. to wear sneakers. I got my. That's why I wear that brand because I bought my first Ferragamos. 20 something years ago Right And they st- I still Absolutely. got Absolutely You know what I'm saying So yeah. that's, that's I already understand that concept But then She came back With, with my receipt Gave me the shoes I'm ready to go You know I'm, I Look at the receipt That bitch say 1500 I'm like Ooh Wait wait 1500 Yeah I was like Wait 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 That's crazy I was like Wait 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 What's going on then she was like, "That's you no, know, that's what the shoe costs." She pulled it up in the in the computer for sure. That particular shoe costs fifteen hundred. I was like, "But the shoe says seven fifty. Right. And then she's like, "Oh, they, they put the wrong tag on it." Well, da, da, da. that's your problem. That's a your problem, not right. mine. But at this point, I got a plan <laughs> to catch. I was like, "You know what?" So my plan, I was like this. I was like, "You know what?" Uh, I'm I'm in a circle of rich motherfuckers all around me, and I'm like, shh. Do I get my and then I ain't gonna get my refund right back no way so it ain't so I was like I might as well do this shit when I get back so I took the shoes jumped on the plane get to Cleveland so here's the night 
You know what I'm saying? It's cold as fuck. It's snowing. I know if I put these moccasins on, I'm going to look like I don't know what I'm doing. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you put these $1,500 shoes on, <laughs> you can't take them back. <laughs> yeah, I put the $1,500 <laughs> shoes on, I can't take, take them, them back. back. <laughs> so it was, I sat down at the table like, damn. I, I was like, I looked at the box. I knew if I tried them on, it was going to be on. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, fuck it. Let me just try these bitches on. So I tried them on. Woo-wee! Them motherfuckers was cold. Yeah. So I was like, dude, I got fuck it. Right. Fuck it, man. Fuck it. You know, I'm going to have these bitches for the next 20 years. Right. I said that to myself. Right. So I put them on, dip out, go to the thing, had on my, my, my Navy suit, cashmere turtleneck, pocket square, my Farragamos, and then uh, I actually stole a, a page out of your book. Had my gray scully on, pushed yeah. to the back. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I seen you do that. Yeah. I was like, I seen you do that with yeah. a suit. Yeah. So I was like, oh yeah, I'm a, yeah. I did that. Put my gray scully on, dipped out. And when I got there, I walk into the joint, you know what I'm saying? Check my coat that you made for me. Right. My custom coat that, that really changed the game. That was the first one. And um, guy got in the elevator. And then two guys got in the elevator behind me. One's a notable guy that, that many people know. I ain't going to name check him. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people know him. And then there was a, a white guy with him that, you know, was probably some industry type. Mm-hmm. So the notable, he looked me up and down. He hit me from head to my feet. But then when he, he seen on my wrist that I had my um, my wristbands from the game, right. from the dunk contest. Mm-hmm. He was like, you wore that to the dunk contest? I was like, nah. I went and did a wardrobe change. Right. Then he was like, he was like, um, like he, cause he was, he was, he was baffled. Right. Like how this nigga, what the fuck? Cause he, he, you know, when he seen me, he automatically felt underdressed. Right. Cause he was kind of, you know, what I'm saying, right. He was, he, he, he was just casual for right. the for the dunk contest. So, <clears throat> so you know, he looked me head to toe. And then he was like, you know, you did a wardrobe change. Like, you ain't stay for the uh, dunk contest? I was like, nah, I dipped out. He was like, oh, you must have um, got your heart broke for the dunk contest before. I was like, nah. Rich told me to be at 11 o'clock, man. It's 11 o'clock. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And he was like, then um, then the white boy that was with him was like, ah, man, you look good, man. I like those frames, too. Woo, woo. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, you always have with some fly frames. Though. So, but the, the, but when he when he you know when he looked me head to toe mm-hmm. and he seen the suits and he seen the buttonholes, I was like, yeah, I did the right shit. You know what I'm saying? Right, absolutely. And then we they know. we opened up the opened, elevators, yeah. opened up, we stepped into yeah. that bitch, and he knew exactly what it was. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, um, <clears throat> I knew at that moment because I've been around this person before, mm-hmm. and this is the type of person. He, you know what I'm saying? He don't see niggas. You know what I'm saying? Right. He don't, he don't, he ain't giving niggas. He, he's laser focused on the back. Right. He don't see niggas. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? And I've been in close quarters with him and the motherfucker didn't look my way. Right. You know what I'm saying? So in that elevator, it changed the whole game. I was like, right. yeah. I, I stopped at that elevator knowing that, you know, the world was receiving me in a whole different manner. Right. Than previously mm-hmm. on Ali Muhammad. <laughs> <laughs> <There you go. laughs> that was, that was day it. wasn't good. Day. <laughs> <laughs> previously on Power. <laughs> yeah, no, <right. laughs> you know what I'm That's saying? A good thing. So I just wanted to tell you that, man. Tell you that story, and um, and and I appreciate you know what you're doing for your gift. One, you know what I'm saying, is, is absolute, you know what I'm saying, to hear what your wife's saying yeah. and, and you're actually executing it, that, that I appreciate that. And, uh, you know what I'm saying, that is, that's very inspiring. But I also want to let you know I appreciate what you've done for my world and my vision. And um, oh, We're just getting started, baby. Yeah, yeah, we got a whole new set to do for the yeah, fall, yeah, my yeah, nigga. Yeah. So y'all yeah, stay started, tuned. Man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we're just getting started. <laughs> but you know, yeah. I appreciate you coming through, man. Let people know where they can find you, and you know what I'm saying? Uh, what you what you got going? Um, you can find me. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at uh, Terry uh, T as in Tom. So Terry Corbett. Uh, Corbett is spelled C as in Charlie, O R B as in boy, E T T. Dot co, so terrycorbett.co. 
Um, and that's the name of my website as well, terrycorbett.co. And um, so I do inspirational. I try and do inspirational videos. I try and give people insight and, uh, and, uh, and show them um, there's different ways of, of, of dressing. So check me out. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's it, bro. Until next week, tell a friend to tell a friend and even the enemy <laughs> to get in the conversation. There you go. We out. Holla.